This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Every month, the Mensch Network chooses a thought leader to share his or her contribution to the broader community. This month's leader is Janice Lurie. Mensch Network coordinator Jody Ramsey will in- introduce Janice properly to you. Jody, welcome and thanks Hi. for joining me. Thank you. It's it's great to be here again. I think this is our first session this year. Um, yes, and this is of course a regular slide. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm so thrilled to introduce Janice to you. Janice is a new uh, Mensch Network member and she joined via our Leadership Academy that we ran last year called LIFT, Leading Impact for Transformation. And we're just so glad that we can share her work, which really shows the caring side of an employer. Hey, Janice, where um, during COVID, they're really concerned about what happens to the people that they work with. So, Janet, handing over to you. Thank you, Jody, and um, and thank you, Sharice and Chai FM. I just really have to say what an amazing space Mensch is, and to have this platform to be able to share some of the social enterprise work that uh, small businesses are really trying to do in amidst the other work that they're trying to do. So, I really. Um, appreciate the space. You have been a guest before. We're talking about Izazikazi, yeah. which is a, an initiative you developed in in Alex. Um, but let's just take it back a step, okay? Mm. You are a performing artist, and you're also the the founder of Maverick Warehouse Media, creative production broadcast um, consultancy. And through this, you get to work with artists, all kinds of artists. Yeah. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, certainly. So Maverick Warehouse Media really is a small boutique creative consultancy, and we work in the eventing space. So we work in live events, hybrid events, podcast events, and of course, virtual event spaces. And throughout this, we put on large scale productions, small scale productions, activations, all sorts of things that involve human engagement, really, and communication. And through this, we've had the privilege of working with artists across the country, but very close to our heart has always been almost the underdog, the the artist that really is not necessarily part of a structured uh, community or structured organizations. But these are the guys that have amazing raw talent and they live in a cash-based economy and they go from gig to gig, job to job. But these are the storytellers of any country's brand. And certainly in South Africa and on the African continent where storytelling and the, the, the verbal arts and music and um, enacting our life story has been such a huge part of our narrative in this country and probably uh, around our change and our calm change over the last number of years. So that's been a, a big passion project is that we love have working with these artists. But when COVID hit, obviously everybody was affected. Predominantly the arts industry, the service industry, the hospitality industry has been devastatingly affected and over a long period of time. I mean, it's only now that events are actually starting to open up again. In this case, when we say that events are opening up, it's in a different format. It's not necessarily in the big shows that we were used to doing. So we don't necessarily need or use all of the artists that that may be available. So this is devastating for those families. It's devastating for those communities who have really made their living on their craft. 
So it was a, a big scare for us all. And that's how we started and why we started Tusa Today and Out, which is a nonprofit entity that was really focused on trying to raise funds for food vouchers to feed people, basic necessities, with a long-term goal of obviously creating a platform and a space for, for these artists who are not able to just pivot, not able to just make changes as we are in the northern suburbs, but a space where they can connect. But out of that as well, I, was, I kept thinking, you know, artists are some of the most hardworking people because they actually have to work on their craft. So even in an unstructured space, they have to rehearse, they have to keep their bodies healthy, they have to keep selling, they have to keep performing, they have to keep doing. And very often artists are seen as a little lazy or a little indulgent or a little all of the rest, but um, they work long and hard hours where everybody else is sleeping. And so I thought, well, artists during COVID may not be able to work but we really want to work. So how do we create a social enterprise with artists that are, we have a network of artists sitting in townships and urban areas around the country. Let's get them working. Let's create a delivery service. And so we started a bicycle delivery service in Alex called Izasikasi um, JHB um, or Joburg. Um, as a starting starting point, and basically Izasikasi, which means they are fast and they are reliable, um, is a small bicycle, it's a grassroots um, delivery service that's run in Alex on bicycles. We have six bicycles at the moment and two vehicles, actually, because we've learned a lot, but the whole operation is run pretty much at a very grassroots level on Facebook, on WhatsApp, and it's servicing the greater Alex community. And so we now have at least 45 people that are being fed from the six riders and the two vehicles that are delivering on a daily basis anything, whether it's hot or cold food, consumables, medication, dry goods, stationery, candy, cigarettes, whatever. These guys are now earning anywhere between 40 to 100 rand per day, which is coming to around a thousand to between a thousand and two thousand rand a month. But they're actually earning enough to pay their rent and eat. And so we really believe that this little enterprise that started in Alex and is really trying to service the community and really trying to give back to the community is a functional model that can be replicated throughout the country so that we can actually productively and proactively start building this people's economy, an economy that's actually owned and contributed to and by the people on the ground so that we don't have to hear the same old stories of dysfunctional municipalities and dysfunctional things, that actually people on the ground are part of the story and are part of contributing to actually moving this ship. Um, yeah, I mean, Janice, I remember we spoke just as you launched, and it's so reassuring to know that, you know, however many months later it is, and it's probably, what, like six months later, that yeah. uh, it's viable. And uh, it's not only viable, but it's something that can be replicated, as you said. What you mm-hmm. said earlier was so interesting in terms of your, your artists being marginal, 
or marginalized and not getting a voice. And I think South Africa doesn't actually put as much emphasis and value on artists as perhaps other countries do. But you use the word storytelling. They're telling our story. They are our brand ambassadors. Kind of ironic that, you know, our Department of Arts and Culture haven't realized that perhaps. Um, But for an artist to actually make it, what does that entail? Sharice, I think that's a very layered and and complex um, question because the the world has also changed. Um, So I think that for an artist to actually make it, you first of all need some kind of raw talent. But artists today need to be marketers. They need to be lawyers. They need to be business people. They need to have a plethora of skill sets aside from just the actual talent, um, which they need to spend at least 60 to 80% of their time fostering, continually fostering, but they need to become, you know, they all need to be social marketers. The uh, music and the arts and the performing world is now sold and marketed in a social media space. And that's, for me, what was so scary and devastating when COVID hit is that, you know, how do we expect people who've lived in a cash-based economy who can't even buy a loaf of bread to you know, just get online and start dancing or doing lessons or singing and in essence, giving their content away for free because they don't have gaining these kind of life skills and these kind of business acumen and marketing acumen takes time. And when you're so focused on your actual craft, you will make so many mistakes. You start surrounding yourself by people who are just offering and you can't really tell who's actually there to support you who's actually there to build you or who's actually just there to take something from you and so it's kind of a catch-22 because all of these business skills are so critical for these guys and here we sit with 50% unemployment uh, youth unemployment in townships which means that if they're getting a standard two (laughs) they're lucky and they're getting this kind of educational level at a, at a really substandard. And then at the same time, data is so expensive in this country. So now just to get a phone, which you can't get on a contract because you, well, you have no paperwork to be able to get a contract from any of these cell service provider companies. You, you go from phone to phone. You cannot afford to buy data, which means that to get online, how in the world are these kids supposed to learn? How are they supposed to um, fashion themselves? And of course, there are those few that, that somehow find, whether it's luck or whether it's just somebody's watching them, um, they, they make their way through. But it's very, very few who actually... Um, reach that level. And and I think it is an imperative, actually, for small businesses like my my business, Maverick Warehouse, to support the people that we work with in any way that we can. Um, And so, you know, small businesses banding together, whether it is small businesses like ours in the arts or small businesses who might be running a bicycle shop that could partner with small businesses like ourselves or other small businesses that are doing skills development that um, could teach financial acumen or sort of business savvy or marketing skills um, to these guys. I think it's, it's an imperative 
Um, I mean, it's, it's absolutely part of our company DNA. We onboard these guys as well to be part of our production teams. I have an amazing DOP, which is director of photography, who spends a lot of time upskilling. How do you use a camera? How do you guys learn how to create content that sells rather than just you know, a, a bad picture? Because you actually have to sell your art all the time. You mentioned before and you mentioned again the importance of networking. Perhaps as a concluding comment, what kind of networking are you still looking for? The networking that we're getting through organizations like Mensch. So what we're actually looking for is productive networking. The Mensch organization and Lyft has been amazing to really actually connect people and to really actually put people uh, that would be interested in this kind of project and supporting and being part of these kinds of initiatives to the fore. So I, I guess the first thing would be more organizations like Mensch, more doers, more organizations that put their money where their mouth is and they actually do connect and they really do make a productive and an actual difference. That would be the one thing. And then I think the second, like I alluded to, is other small business who would want to partner. Let's partner. None of us live in isolation. We can't do this all alone. And what I'm talking about is make a real difference in this country, on this continent, make some kind of real change. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of PR out there and kudos to those trying. But I think what I'm looking for is actual people who go, yeah, I am here. I'm stepping up and, and I want to help. All I can help with is a water bottle and some skills development on, on how to do social media. That's what, what we're looking for on a grassroots level, on the, on the one hand. And of course, on the other hand, we're looking for actual productive things. Now, those things are anyone who can offer skills development, anyone who's got some old bicycles or a bicycle workshop that can help us fix or source parts at a reasonable reasonable price. You know, maybe some bicycle or cycling groups that are passionate and need a, CI, a CSI project to be part of or sync some of their funds into when they ride for a cause. And then, of course, we're looking for seed capital because what we all know is that these things we can get things started we have the production acumen and the sort of operational acumen to move this along we have the passion to move it along but we absolutely need passionate humans passionate organizations that are willing to step up and say okay let's try this can you make bicycles for for something else how can we help with developing this model which is really a productive, workable model. Anybody would like to get hold of you? Yes, absolutely. We have a website. It's zasikasijhb.co.za. And on that website are a whole bunch of contact details. But if you are wanting to get hold of me directly, no problem at info at maverickwarehouse.com. And um, we'd be happy to, to chat, to partner and to just um, continue to tell the story in a way that we can really build some productive change. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to read um, Janice's article, it's Mensch website, the Mensch Thought Leader. And that was Janice Lurie, who is the founder of Maverick Warehouse Media. And introducing her was Jody Ramsey from the Mensch Network. Both of you, thank you very much. Thank you thank very you much. So